When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S dot com. Hello and welcome back to the You Up podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I am Jared Freed. Jordana, a pleasure to be back here with you. Virtually, of course. How are you? What's going on? What's 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 happening today in your world? I am good. Um, Mike went to his office, so I got the whole apartment to myself. It's very how, exciting. How does that feel? Does it do you it's I this is the thing, and I I said it on stage. I was like, listen, if you're living with your significant other during these times. Uh, you're ready for them to take a walk, <laughs> you know, like you're ready for them. I just, it's not that you don't love them, but you're ready to right. like, yeah, let me, you know, spread my legs. Let me, let me sit in the way I want to sit. Let me do my thing without having to like, you know, it's not that you tiptoe around a significant other, but you just kind of, you're more wary and it's, and that's just a, a little exhausting over nine, 10 months. Yeah. It's just a lot. It's a lot to be sharing like office space with someone that you live with and you spend time with after. And like, I mean, our fights are like very stupid and like easy like to get over. It's just kind of like whose job is like the priority right now is almost <laughs> like and like who gets kicked. We have a small we have a pretty small bedroom. So it's like who was like banished to the bedroom for for their calls where the Internet is worse um, yeah. and who gets like, you know what I mean? It's very we have to like fight for our resources here. So it's nice that he went to his office where he's like the only person there. So, um, and when you split, like, especially when you like, it almost becomes easier when there is one person that like pays for everything. Like you almost wish <laughs> that you right. did pay for everything. Like, this is the job that's supporting us. Whereas like now yeah. it's like, there's two jobs. So we've got to, you know, figure we've got to figure out, an e equal balance of power. It's also like interesting to see the way like the housework gets like divided now that you're spending all of your time in the house. Um, even, but even when, like, even if you make, like, like if you make Jordana, you're the CEO of a huge multimedia company, but if you're splitting the rent, it doesn't matter. You can't look at Mike and go, you know, here are the tax returns. Get the fuck out of my seat, bitch. Like you can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> when no, you split the tab, you split the tab because like, Jess and I split the rent. Like there's no moment where you're like, well, I get the desk because or she can't look at me and be like, I get the desk right. because you're a fucking loser. You know, you get that excuse like every once in a while where you're like, this is a really important meeting. I need mm. you to like shut the fuck up for this hour 
or go somewhere else or do that. Like you can we you can pull that card, but you have to like it actually has to be worth it. I yes. think it, and it can't just be it, any run of the mill you up episode. Exactly. It has <laughs> there has to be you know Oprah's got to be coming on the episode for me to be like. It's funny the last week we were recording and. Um, you remember like my, there was like a headphone issue. Our headphone wires got crossed and that yes. was like the crux of the 2020 living together issue. So I go into the bedroom where I had told him I had banished him. Um, I go into the bedroom to be like, can you, can you turn the Bluetooth off on the headphones? And he's on a call and he like, do you remember that video of the guy when his kid, he's on a conference call and the, the kid walks in. I was like the kid. He literally was pushing the door closed <laughs> so that I couldn't speak to him. Or like <laughs> no one would see me. I was like, I am not like a three year old. It was. <laughs> and then I'm like rage hard. texting. I'm like rage texting him about like the fact that he's like kicking me out of the room and not responding to my text to turn off the headphones. Um, but yeah, it becomes like a battle of like who's who's in meeting is more important. But it's overall, yeah. That being but said. It's it's got to be nice. That being said, it's got to be nice to have the home to yourself a little bit today, right? Totally. And I like that it gives me a chance to like miss him a little bit. It's nice. So you should you should be able to miss your partner. I think that's an important part of Listen, a relationship. Jess went back to Atlanta with her family. I'm here with my family in Boca. Um, I and I I'm, I'm feeling it, I do miss her, but I definitely when she got out of here, I was like, ah! <laughs> Let me spread these wings a little bit. Like I'm gonna look at well, my phone all day long. Jared, all those jokes about going back to your parents' house have really uh, came really back, come back to a little you. bit. <laughs> well, I <laughs> I have to say that this is um, say what you want about Florida, but it, mentally I'm you know they had an extra room. I ain't gonna say no to that. Considering the cold winter months, I was ready to like. I was like. I, you could see my, you know, I was like a Hanna-Barbera cartoon. Like I, they're like, do you want to come down? And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. like my legs started spinning like <laughs> wheels. Um, but I, now you're I having dinner at five dinners at five. My mom. I mean, that is the thing about being with your parents. They are very attuned to the time that you eat. If I ate at three thirty one day and it was as if I went and, burnt the hot you know the kitchen on fire like it was like nobody who eats at three how are you gonna eat dinner when are you gonna eat breakfast tomorrow 8 p.m like it's just like that story it's just you don't realize how particular people get until they're older but i'm happy i'm here i'm i'm it's definitely nice to be able to like jump in a pool every now and again mentally i feel pretty good and i think that's a tough thing that's that's got to be the toughest part about new york like just not being able to like go get a cup of coffee because it's too cold to even walk and they won't even let you sit in there. Like that's, it's brutal. Yeah. New York's not the best, most exciting place to be right now, but it's fine. I've got all my shit here. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, that's where I'm at. Generally, that, 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 that should be the new tagline for New York state. <laughs> yeah. Your shit's already here. Might as well just live here. Basically, that's whenever we want to go somewhere. I'm like, oh, we should get an Airbnb for a month. I'm like, then I gotta like bring all my shit and like get know, a place. I just, with those... I just let all this shit here. Like, I don't want to put it somewhere else now. Get a mom who does will do one sock of a laundry load like mine does. My there mom's like, bring, 
Bring the laundry. I'm like, there's like a sock and a T-shirt. I told you, bring the laundry. That is every day. This is every day. I'm just washing this. This shirt's been washed 7,000 times. So I, I I wanted to talk to you about something. I saw something on the Today Show now that I'm a 50-year-old woman. Um, yeah, I was going to say, I'm you really <laughs> are living with very older, middle-aged, elder, middle-aged parents if you're watching That's the right. Today Show. They, what do you think of, they had a thing on, cameo breakups um i that's fucking terrible that's horrible it was the worst thing i've heard all week well, <laughs> well you wouldn't rather get a breakup from you know a celebrity just being like hey i i hate to break the news to you or is it would you want that as a post breakup thing or would that make you want the person more like if I'm 15, I want to be broken up with by like a celebrity. If I'm like in a real, <laughs> like, what do I want? Like, fucking Chris Harrison telling me that I'm getting a divorce. Like, <laughs> I was just a, thinking. Okay, so then well, who do you it. get it? Do you get the celebrity that you like to dump the other person, or do you get someone that they like? Like that's like like it's Jess loves like. fish. Like but like then if you I, ruin Je them for them. <laughs> do it? Does it? What? I think so. Can you get can you get a cameo to fire someone? <laughs> I think you should be able to. Why not? Like, hey, right? Uh, I, <laughs> I, so, can you imagine receiving that cameo? Uh, you're this. You're like who's like a good like C list celebrity. Like, you're Andy Dorfman, and someone's sure. like Andy. I'm gonna need you to fire my assistant. Hi, I'm Andy <laughs> Dorfman, and this is. <laughs> This and is a special message. This is a special message. Um, I know this is going to be hard to hear, but Betch's media is going to be moving <laughs> on without you. Um, you're going to have to collect your things. We're going to need your laptop. Uh, like, yeah, hi, look out for, for this Cobra form, you know, to maintain your health insurance. But all that will be mailed to you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Kevin from The Office. Remember how fun the chili episode was? <laughs> well, this won't be as fun. Um, <laughs> Betches Media is going to be letting you go. That's great. And, like, I was thinking, like, if a girl dumped me with, and it was The Rock, hey, Jared. You, know, like, <laughs> they like, spent, you knew they spent a lot on it. They say, I mean, The Rock is expensive. Um so that goes into the, like, how thoughtful was this? And then I'd be like, I love The Rock. And The Rock is like, listen, I got to give you the people's elbow on this relationship. We're going to layeth the smacketh down on your heart today. Like, I would be okay. <laughs> I, I think at least you have the, the momentum. You have the, the, the physical video. You can hold on to it. You can show friends. It becomes think... a fun fodder for the group chat. I feel like if, the, if both people are aware that the relationship is super casual, then that would be like fine and kind of funny. So that's funny. So you think it would be okay for a hookup situation? Like, let's say it's three months in um, and you send a text being like, hey, uh, like, like I send you a text three months in. I go, Jordana, listen, I'm just not looking to get serious right now. And then you don't answer. And then I'm like, okay, fine. I'll have Chris Harrison send a message to be like, send Jared it again? just wants to let you know, I'm really sorry. He means no harm, but he just wants to have sex with many women at once. And he knows that that is impossible based on where you guys land. Like, I guess the, I think the follow up to the breakup, it's actually yeah. fun. If it's like, you've already broken up with them over text 
casually, then this is like a funny extra thing. I don't know who would spend their money on that, though. If you like, why are you looking to spend more money on someone you broke up with? Well, that's the difference between men and women. Men will spend as much money as possible to make sure that they're not thought of as a dick, I think. That's why that's like back to the thing of like, why would he keep texting if he wasn't want to make a date? Well, he's trying but to soften this whole thing. It's like, I would, why would I'd probably think they were more of a dick, though, if they did that, because I'd be like, they're like kind of making if I was actually like a little hurt or upset by it, I'd be like, I'm being like, they're like treating like this, like a joke. And like, I'm yeah. actually upset. Yeah, I'm trying to think of anyone in my life that I've been with that would be like cool with this. It would have to be that we like it would have to be way down the line. I don't know. I I I think it's a good idea. I just I think though the idea that like can you believe he broke up with me using Flavor Flav? I'd be like, "Well, can I see the video at least? Like you know that there's actual someone got to laugh. I will break up with their people's partners. I've gotten pretty good at cameo. I'll I'll do some cameos wow. for that. Wow. You're really going to earn your your money there. I I like this firing idea. I'm gonna uh, really make the celebrities work for for well, their money. What you what you would have to do is have everyone sign in their contract. Hey, and if we let you go, it's gonna be via cameo from a celebrity <laughs> of our choosing. Like you yes. could slip that into any hiring contract so that it relieves you of any, you know, like problem. I think that's a good idea. That's a it's an interesting one. I'm going to I'm going to take it up with HR. We're going to see what they think of the idea. Um, I just think any, you oh, guys would have the best celebrities for that. That's we would. Like, I think we would. Speaking of uh, speaking of hiring and firing and hiring, um, we are hiring a new you up social media content creator. So really? if you are. Yeah. So if you we're looking wow. to up our you up game. Um, do a lot of cool things with the Instagram, with social media, expand in that way. So if you are looking for a job um, and you are a big fan of this podcast and you think you could run our social media really well, please email jobs at betches.com. That's jobs at betches.com with your resume, why you want to work for uh, you up specifically as a, as a content creator. And um, if you're in the New York area or you will be once this shit is over, let us know. So they have to be in the New York area. They could, be, I mean, for, right, now, for now, for now they can be remote. But once we go back in, they're gonna. Well, th this could be a great thing for someone out there. They're like, I want to make a job change, or I'm looking for a job. I'm sitting here in, you know, in my parents' basement, and I need something to look forward to. We've just given the carrot. That's there you right. Go. And and yeah. I have an announcement. Um, I'm gonna be doing some live shows. Tampa, Florida. Ooh. Tampa, Florida. Des Moines, Iowa. My punchline town for I was I was about to use Des Moines for someone living in their basement. Des Moines, Iowa, uh, <laughs> Tampa, Florida, socially distanced shows. Um, I'll be coming straight from Boca, straight from my. I got a whole new all new material, and also I'm gonna have. I, I, I'm just gonna tease this out. Is that okay, Jordana? Go for because it. This is a tease. My YouTube page is about to have something very, very special. Very special. So please subscribe to my YouTube page, youtube.com slash Jared Freed. Um, and also, we got, you know, the Sunday special. We have some special guests. We got this week, um, uh, at the end of this episode, 
We got, you know, we got Stephen cool. Coletti and James Lafferty. If you were or were a Gossip Girl or One Tree Hill fan, um, and you had a huge crush on these two, like I did, you're gonna love the end of this episode because we're having both of them on. Um, and I don't know if we put out the video, but they look amazing. They, I was, they inspired I said that me too. I said that to Mike as soon as we finished recording, and he's like, "I see you put on makeup for this." I'm like. <laughs> These, I was like, my 16 year old self would be, I'm not, I was never, I don't know if, I don't know. I know this might be hard to believe. I'm not like a huge screamer. Yeah. <laughs> but my 16 year old self <laughs> would be screaming. You <laughs> they said were that like, to them. Yeah. They were both like the, like the teen heartthrobs of like 2006, 2007. That's when I was in high school. Like they were hot shit and they still look pretty good. I well, that was the thing. I was like, "Are they good at lighting, or do I need to stop drinking?" <laughs> like, I was like, "It's one or the other," because they looked amazing. I mean, Stephen Coletti looked like he was etched from stone. I was like, "Hey, Kristen Cavallari should be get on it." <laughs> like, pissed off right now. She's sitting there with a divorced and a kid. Coletti's just I mean, hanging ha- and, and single. She looks pretty good too in her defense. Fair, that she is looks fair. Pretty, yeah, that, pretty, <laughs> something fair. in that California water. Those or, I don't know. That's or very that Tennessee water. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So so we got Stephen Coletti and or, or Stephen Lafferty and uh, Stephen Coletti and James Lafferty. I, I always get that That's switched okay. up. It's been for twenty years now. I, I switch up their names. Um, so I uh, also. This Sunday's Sunday special is like kind of a very special you up. We have a, a comedian, Erica Sparrow, coming on to talk about dating with herpes, which is and she's super funny besides this topic. And it's a really I'm, I'm proud of the conversation we had. And I'm sure, you know, it's nice that people are talking um, about those um, episodes. That, but I think people will really enjoy hearing her perspective on dating with herpes. Definitely. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores, including Headliners, Ulta, Fenty Beauty, Levi's, Adidas, and so much more. Seriously, the list seems endless. Rakuten is how the -the in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals. During Big Give Week, May 6th to May 13th, the cash back rates are even bigger. Personally, I'll be shopping for beauty and apparel. You can save on everything you need for summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. You know I love to find the best deals while I'm shopping. And trust me, Rakuten is the hack to save money while shopping. Rakuten is the most rewarding way to shop and save because members can earn cash back on everything they buy. Rakuten is a shopping platform that partners with over 3,500 stores across every category, like beauty, clothing, electronics, travel, and dining. And this week only you're going to get the best deals ever. Membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you can get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. You guys know I'm a huge fan of Skims, and with warmer weather coming up, I recently tried out one of their t-shirts. Skims makes the best basics and foundations, so it's no surprise that it's the best-fitting tee I've ever worn. Finding the perfect t-shirt can be such a challenge, whether it's the fit or the quality, but with Skims, they make the most flattering shirts for everyone. Honestly, I love pretty much everything Skims makes, but I really love their t-shirts. They're like form-fitting, and they make my body just look that much smoother. I have the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt in Onyx. 
It has amazing versatility. It is literally a must-have for a spring wardrobe. They're stretchy, they're flattering. You can dress it up or dress it down. And you don't have to worry about compromising style or comfort. I also have the cotton jersey t-shirt in marble. And it's really just changed the game for me. It's taking the regular t-shirt, it's leveling it up. There's no stretched collars or hems, and it literally fits like a dream. Skims t-shirts are made with innovative technology while always keeping style and comfort in mind. From crop silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, Skims has something for every fit and every body. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com, now available in sizes extra, extra small to 4X. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know I sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select you up in the drop down menu that follows. I wanted to also talk about a few. We got a lot of responses to a few previous episodes we had done in the red flag deal breaker section. This is like Um, this is like the episode of the sitcom where they go to the best ofs. Like we have like all these fun updates. a few updates that were very funny. So like I had a ton of people DM or or email us in about the Goodreads guy, the Red Flag or Deal Breaker we did about the Goodreads guy who had a over so 200. So explain that. Yeah, because I, I explained it to the people. The Goodreads guy, I didn't know even the site existed. So Goodreads is like a site for rating and sharing books. It's sort of like a book community. So someone had in a previously Red Flag or Deal Breaker written in that they had like thought this guy in a call was hot. They Googled him. He had over 200 reviews on Goodreads and a lot of the books were very weird. A lot of people responded saying that you you get free books. As this is supposedly supposed to make it better that he had all these reviews that you get free books. The more books you re- review to me, it seemed a little cheap. Um, <laughs> well, it's but, cheap if you're doing like, but also like you can write 50 words, I would assume. Like you don't have to write long passages. And also the books were weird that he was reviewing. Yeah. Right? They thought that made it better. I thought it was like still fine. And then there we are got some, a, well, the, the, sorry on. to interrupt, but there's some people that will defend when they hear something maybe a little bit constructive and a little bit uh, any criticism, they'll just defend, well, reading is good. It's like, no, 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 there's context. There's actual nuance here. Like, yeah, yeah like, like there's there's if, more to it than, you know, also, yeah. like, how far are we willing to go for free things? That's yeah, another, I, that's an episode <laughs> in itself, right? Yeah. If I was to say I'm a huge reader because I read the back of the cereal boxes, you can't just say I'm a reader. Like, that's just not <laughs> the that's same. That's also true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then the other thing, we got way more responses to this thing, was someone who wrote a, a ton of people who responded to the Red Flag or Deal Breaker about the closed mouth kisser. Do you remember that so one? So the closed mouth kisser was a guy who never opened his mouth during kissing. And, the, you know, and you had said you had seen this before, right? I hadn't seen it before purse with a guy, but Mike had dated a girl who was a closed mouth kisser. And I think Jess said that she had yes. dated a guy that was a closed mouth kisser. And we thought it was odd. And we wanted the people to write in if they were th- that person. And we got a lot. I guess there's a lot of these people out there. So I'll just read a few okay. of the responses we got. Please. Because I, I do think there's some confusion. Like to me, closed mouth kisser is like, like I'm pursing my lips you kiss like I think they're thinking anything without tongue, which I agree. I still think is kind of weird. Anything without tongue. Yeah. Like you're kissing a ghost mouth, like a tongueless right. mouth. Yeah. Okay. So someone wrote, here's a couple reasons people had. Cause we did ask people to send in their reasons. Someone said long-term hookup in college. His breath smelled like literal shit. I don't think he brushed his teeth. It really grossed me out. My message to dudes, please brush and floss. If you don't, your breath stinks. 
Um, so I guess smelly breath is a reason people don't um, do close yeah, mouth that, kissing. But, but again, that's like not, it's not like you're a closed mouth kisser. You know, like you just had it's a- It's for you, a particular you, person in this case. Yeah, you juked to avoid bad breath. Okay. Right. So, Which is like, I don't know why you just wouldn't kiss the person in the first place. This seems like- Yeah. Weird. Well, so, I mean, once you're in, you're in. Like it's hard to- yeah. Yeah. The second like, one along the same lines was the boyfriend now ex. The dude produced so much saliva. It grossed me out. The only comparison I say, it was like an overly friendly, slobbery dog greeted, greeting you by licking you all over the place, except that comparison does a disservice to dogs everywhere because dogs are cute. Therefore, you can forgive them for being disgusting. I would try to avoid kissing this dude as much as possible, but the main issue is I simply was not attracted to him and we can, were incompatible. Whole other story. Well, that's weird that he is your ex-boyfriend then. <laughs> yeah, I mean, don't you think there has to be a talk about kissing if you're going to go on from the slobbery dog? Like, hey, like, I, and it's probably the hardest. I I would think discussing someone's kissing habits is harder than discussing maybe sexual stuff because you just assume everyone knows what they're doing with kissing. But like, hey, you're licking me. Like, right. like yeah. wouldn't you say that, that before that's moving a tough- forward? That's a tough conversation to have. I think that'd be weird if you had that little sexual chemistry with someone to actually have them as your boyfriend, like get that far. But yes, I guess somehow I it worked for them. So then another, this one was about clo- no closed mouth, no, no tongue kissing in general. She wrote, I absolutely hate kissing with tongue. It just grosses me out, especially because in my experience, guys try to shove their tongues down my throat and it is far from enjoyable. When I make out with someone, I don't keep my mouth closed. I do a uh, I do a lot with my lips and kind of suck on their lips and tickle it with my tongue. And I have been told I'm a very good kisser by a couple of guys. If someone tries to use tongue, I tell them I don't like that. I think it's all about finding someone who has the same style of kissing as you. I was shocked to hear that Jordana liked using tongue because I thought it was only a guy thing because my friend, my best friend feels the same way I do. But I haven't consulted other friends hope that can offer some insight. Um, what do you think of that? Have you ever like. Well, I, I was like, I read this. I'm like, am I a hoe? <laughs> <laughs> Sean, you have to take that that clip and we have to be able to drop that at any time. We have to get Jordana <laughs> saying, I read this and thought, am I a hoe? I want that. I want that on a button that I can press anytime. I know she this person is getting defensive. She's like, I absolutely hate kissing with tongue. No, a kiss to Ooh. me, a kiss yeah. to me is 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 like dancing. You you go forward, they go forward, they go back, you go back, you touch a tongue, you touch. The way she described her kiss sounds crazy. I mean, she, <laughs> she sucks on their lips and tickles it with her tongue. And if and that's like her did universal that, method, yeah. So it's like. You have to, I think the kissing thing, you have to come, I think with any makeout, you have to come in there looking to lead and follow. Like you have to like do, you know, come in with a kiss, but also like kissing is listening. You have to listen to your partner in that. You can't just take over a kiss with your method. Like if I was kissing someone and all of a sudden they started biting, I would like, I would retreat. I would let them do their bite tickle move. But I wouldn't like, I, and again, I think when you do something so drastic, like she's saying with tickling and with the tongue, of course she's hearing from guys 
that they like the kissing because you have to. It's like hearing someone go right. like like at that point they've made like, a very big creative decision. So now you have to comment on the creative decision. Right. It's like if you showed up with an obscene hat. Yes. And you were like wearing the hat as if it was totally normal. Like and someone was like, wow, like that's a cool yeah. hat. Yeah, and then you went around going, everyone says they like it. I was like, everyone has to say something. Right. It does seem that's very funny. I do think that's like a pretty good analogy for that. Yeah, the um, hat. <laughs> hey, everybody. Um, yeah, saying nothing means they hated it. So if two guys said they liked it, then everyone else thinks it's weird. Yes, that, uh, <laughs> I, would, I would assume, right? Yeah, I agree. And then we got one more person. Also, who in. before you get out, sorry to sorry to interrupt, but thank you for writing in. Whoever, thank that you for was. writing. Uh, in. Yeah, yes. yeah <laughs> and thank you for making me feel self conscious about <laughs> using tongue and kissing. <laughs> I stopped to think: Am I a hoe? Am I? <laughs> <laughs> and then I was very Carrie Bradshaw of me. Um, yes, James, it was. Someone wrote, "Love the podcast." Um, Wanted to weigh in on the kissing conversation. Previously dated a guy who also didn't really use his tongue when we kissed slash made out. He did his open. He did open his mouth at least and was otherwise a good kisser. So I never really had a problem with it. He was my second relationship. So I thought maybe not using the tongue was more of a thing than I originally thought. As our relationship progressed and I used my tongue, he also started using his a bit more. He never gave me a reason why he didn't kiss with tongue and I didn't press it. So I don't have any answers on that front. Um, I thought for that guy that he was probably like he just never really made out with anyone before yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, right. I and i also think that's about taking some people want to be let like i i and i think like guys are in this position where it's like you always have to come in with your kissing method and you lead the way and it's like you know be a man and it's like yeah this guy just wanted to learn and sometimes you you gotta you know take the lead Right. And then my favorite part of this email was her uh, P.S., which she wrote, P.S., there was a red flag deal breaker in that episode about a guy who only had one fork. And I've also dated a guy who only had one fork. Different guy. I found out when he told me he wanted to cook me dinner at his place. And when it was ready, he said, you go ahead and start. And once you're done, I'll use the fork. <laughs> he knew I had more silverware I at home and could have asked me to bring some. <laughs> I have to say that's commitment to the thing like for yeah. him to go like like I always respect people who are themselves to it like <laughs> to the end and he, for him to go All right, you're up first and then I'll run it under the water and then I'll eat and you watch me like for him to not admit that that's weird he's just like that's just me I love that you like that. So if that happened, you'd be into it if a girl. I, I not into it. I would more respect <laughs> it. I, you I, go. I'm a gentleman. <laughs> I'm gonna let you go first. I I do have to say I'm in Florida right now, and I have like, I have like ten items of clothing, and it is freeing. It does feel good. Like I like having nothing. Okay, you're like, like very. It's like very Marie Kondo, uh, life changing magic, tidying up. I see the value in it. There has never been a moment here where I've been without something. And when I, and now that we live in this like Amazon world, this actually have, I, I keep ordering things from Amazon to my parents' house. But like, I don't think the other generation understands how frivolous Amazon purchases are to us. 
So like one day I got in the car, my parents and I were going out to dinner and my parents are in this huge fight. And my mom is like, you know, your dad, he just never stops. He never stops. And then my dad's like, you keep ordering everything. You don't know where it's coming from. You're just spending like crazy. And I was like, what did you order? And she goes, I don't know. We got these red glasses and things just keep coming. And I go, yeah, I ordered red sunglasses and um, (laughs) a fire T-shirt and a wig. Did it come? She goes, wait a minute. That was all yours? I was like, yeah, I'm doing like a Guy Fieri thing on Instagram and I and I needed She didn't all the, even realize it wasn't hers. Both of them. They they just That's, thought things just kept coming and that like someone had, you know, stolen their credit really card funny. or whatever. So it's like I just don't think like the idea of like a trickle of Amazon packages coming to your house, I don't know if it reaches my parents' age range. Right. That's funny that you said all your you have ten clothes and you like it. Um it really is making me rethink my my uh my theory of living wherever all my shit is. Well, yeah, <laughs> that really hurts circle. New York's New York's new marketing campaign of <laughs> your shit's all here. You all might as well just fucking here. stay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, this has been a nice look back. I, I, I appreciate people writing in. I mean, we're not going to do this every time, but like, I, I like that people are responding to these things, you know, obviously. You know that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear? Maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans, the one you can fancy up, fancy down, and just look better every time you wear them. Well, that's why you need to check out Lee Denim. I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today in the office. I'm wearing their jeans. I love, they also have this other pair that I have at home that I'm really excited to wear. It's like a little baggier, but it's still so comfortable and yet it's still so flattering. I don't know how they do it. Every time you wash it, they also look even better. And I love that they flatter every body type. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. A classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right, and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. That's lee.com to shop spring looks now. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. All right, let's do some awkward sex. You want to read it? Absolutely. Let's do it. UUP at Betches.com. UUP at Betches.com. You ready? I'm ready. Hey. 
Hey, J&J, I was cracking up at Jordana's story about clogging the toilet on the last latest episode. It made me think of something that happened to me several years ago that I've tried to push deep into my memory. I hit, it off with a, <laughs> I hit it off with a guy one night at a bar and ended up going back to his place at the end of the night. I have to say, how much do you like, I, I don't know if you, isn't it crazy? I actually do, a, uh, I, I mentioned my YouTube page earlier, but I did a stand-up bit about how casual sex has just been extinct in 2020. Like, um, yeah. Think about how long ago this feels to hear that someone hit it off with a guy when I had a bar, went back to his place at the end of the night. Like how nostalgic that feels right now. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Like at a bar, that part specifically, I would say. Yeah. Like, Cause I think you can still probably meet up with people you meet on apps, but it's not like, that's like, it's not the same rush as like, I'm out. I see you in the bar yeah. or drinking. Already. I went to the bar knowing nobody came and woke up in a different place than where I left from, you know, yeah. like magical. And also nothing's even casual today. Like there's so many more questions to ask. Like, will you be, you know, seeing, you know, someone, right. you know, in the next 12 to four, you know, like when did we think that imagine last year at this time thinking that a year from, from then you'd be asking someone, you know, how often they see their grandparents as part exactly. of their, before you sleep with them. <laughs> Yeah. Can I go down on you now? You know, like exactly <laughs> part of the. So, OK, so I hit it off with a guy one night at a bar and ended up going back to his place at the end of the night. It was one of those perfect nights where it seems like it might be the start of something good. We hooked up that night and I slept over the next morning. He had to get up early and leave for work, but he told me I was welcome to stay and wake up slowly. I, I just keep hearing. Like the perfect day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, he said I should feel free to help my uh, help myself to coffee, and that since the apartment door had a push code, it would lock on its own behind me. Think about it now. I wonder what the f I was thinking—not just getting up and going to my own bed. But I think the combination of my hangover and the fact that it was only six a.m. made me made me take him up on the offer. I actually don't blame her. Yeah, Do you. I mean, in my story, that's exactly what happened. I mean, I was maybe it wasn't maybe less of a one night stand, but still, it was like someone's like they're leaving super early for work. Like, why not sleep? Yeah, get the whole bed. They got a nice place. Like, especially if the place is nice. Yeah, and it's not like you know, and you you felt a sense of trust with the person. Yeah, let's fucking let's kick it. Why not? I got up an hour or so later and had to go to the bathroom. Yes, number two. <laughs> <laughs> I like that she answered She's the over. question on all of our minds. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> so she went to the bathroom to take a huge dump. Oh, no, that's what I said. Never. She didn't write that. Um, okay. <laughs> I figured that since I was alone there, I would just quickly go before calling an Uber. But like, but when I went to... Fl the, right now, a man is listening going, women poop? Uh, so... <laughs> But when I went to flush the toilet, it didn't work. I tried for several minutes to no avail. Thinking quickly, I grabbed a plastic grocery bag and scooped out my poop, tying it up in the bag. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I, f I figured I would just toss the bag in a public trash can outside can before heading home. Can you imagine doing this home. when you're hungover? No. I... I <laughs> <laughs> like... Adding adding that extra layer to it. Uh, I just can't imagine. Like, I don't know. Where's my life going? I'm sleeping at guys' places. <laughs> I got scooping, a bag of like... shit in my hand. 
It's my, my own. It's my, my own, own shit. shit. <laughs> I, and all and I, I do like we're reading this and it's during the awkward sex portion of the program. So we both know it's not going to a good place. But along the way, you have to go. You kind of understand how you come to these conclusions. Oh, he left early. I'll just sleep. I got to take a shit. I'll go yeah. here. No one here. Oh, my God. The toilet won't flush. I'll get a plastic bag. I'll scoop <laughs> out the shit. Like none of it, it it doesn't come together until the end, you know. Right. Yeah. Um. But so I I figured I would just toss the bag in a public trash can outside before heading home. Before I left, poop bag in hand, I decided to be cute. Okay. At this point, cute is out the window. Can we yeah, just agree? You do have a bag of your own feces <laughs> in your hand. Well, I was. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. She's like. Now is the time for some romance, for some flirt. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of there. Take a shower. We'll be cute later. Like, we'll be cute on the second date. Yeah. I decided to be cute and write him a note thanking him for a fun night. I found a post-it and a pen, jotted the note, uh, jotted down the note, and left it on the counter, giving my full name and phone number. As... <laughs> As soon as the apartment door clicked shut behind me, I remembered to my horror, she puts in capital, that I had left the bag of poop on the counter next to my note. Yes. This seems like something from a sitcom. This is like it too legitimately, good. oh my God. I, I mean, I didn't have the code to get back in, so there was nothing I could do about it. I basically left him a bag of poop next to all my identifying information. Needless to say, I never heard from him. I frequently think about how horrified he must have been when he came home from work that day. This is the funniest one we've ever gotten to me. Because I can't stop thinking of him coming home. It's like you were fucked by a mob boss and and you better call me back or there's more shit coming. <laughs> thanks so much for thanks for for nothing <laughs> you don't go down on me you're getting a pile of shit on the kitchen counter like what right like no explanation for him as to like where or why that and also probably the horror that he had is like i left this animal in my apartment what? Yeah, what else is where's the like you would I would think that this is like some weird scavenger hunt. Like he's just gonna find shit hidden around the house. Also, we don't know how where this email is coming from, but like, was it a hot day? People turn off the AC before when they leave the house. Like, you basically hotboxed their fucking apartment. Yeah, that's um quite traumatic. That's if, if I were him, not for her. For her, she's probably I mean well, also, I guess she gave she, him her number. So, <laughs> hey, if you like more of this, call me. Like, maybe it's her fetish. <laughs> like, you don't know. Yeah. Like, I also like she didn't have his number. I would assume if you're jotting down your information, so there's really no way of finding out. Like, to apologize to him, to let him know. Like, if it's a one night stand and you like know his first name. If she had his his number, do you think it would have made sense for her to text him? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I I, I think (laughs) I think you gotta even start that text. Hey, this is super awkward. (laughs) I would start at hey, your toilet is broken. Let me start here. 
Now, second. <laughs> I'm not a plumber or anything. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're now is- on to the bigger issue. <laughs> like, hey, um, I don't know if you have. Yeah, it's, I, it is <laughs> horrifying. I, I mean, in my fraternity, people Oops, used to shitbox. <laughs> <laughs> people used to shitbox people in my fraternity all the time. Really. That's People when you send someone. Shit. No, what you would do is if someone was really messy and didn't take care of their room in the fraternity, you didn't like they would just have trash out. And so guys sometimes would shit into a box and put it under the bed because the person would never clean their shit. And slowly over time, the room would smell worse and worse. And it, you know, they would just be like, ah, man, I guess I should be cleaning this, uh, you know, <laughs> this oh, wow. place. And then they would find a, a, like a pizza box full of shit. That's one way to send a message, I guess. I mean, <laughs> hey, clean your room, dude. Um, I one time, this made me think, I don't know if I told this story on the podcast before, but like, I just kept thinking of her walking home with the shit bag. She like even saying like, I'll throw it away in a public trash can. That's not necessarily like the easiest thing in the world. Like, like, have you ever noticed when you're looking for a public trash can, you can't find one? And like any amount of walking in public with a bag of shit in your hand is like you're 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 open for embarrassment. Well, I guess people do that with like their dogs. If they're like cleaning up after their dogs and they're holding it until they can find then they toss it in like the nearest (laughs) garbage. Right. Sure. So I guess you could always say it's a dog's shit, but you don't have a dog with you. Yeah, that's the that's the weird part. I would say you're the dog, right? Were you gonna put it in your purse? <laughs> like, where is you can't? No, you're holding it. Like, yeah. that's one I time I was. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was gonna say I probably would have just left it as the clogged toilet. I think I would have just left it in the toilet. I think that's easier said in retrospect. I mean, that's what I that's what I did. So okay, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> When I, that's so what I did when I had this exact scenario happen to me. Um, so I can, com- Again, I think I can confidently say that that's what I would have done. But there were other, maybe with the, he had roommates. So I felt that there was a diffusion of responsibility. You could blame, yeah, someone else could. It take wasn't. The, uh, it could be assumed to be someone else. It wasn't without yeah. a doubt me. So mm-hmm. I, I mm-hmm. left it open. But I guess if you live alone, if he lives alone, Maybe she more panicked. I mean, it was she without a doubt left her shit on the kitchen counter. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I left my shit on the next kitchen to the counter note. directly yeah, next, next to, to the, the note. note. Thanking oh, you. Oh, oh, your keys? No, my literal shit. My actual <laughs> poop was left next to you, the note. But I hope you like the heart over the eye instead of a dot. <laughs> like, oh my god! One time I was coming back from. I was at the Jersey Shore. I had a, the summer after college. Have I told you the story? The summer after college, um, I went and lived at the Jersey Shore, and I was like really just lost. Like I, I was feeling depressed and just kind of like drinking myself away at Avalon in the Jersey Shore with a buddy of mine. And like we had like during the week, the we during the weekend, it was like all full of people that would come down from the city and from Philly and New York. But then. During the weekends or during the weekdays, I kind of was just hanging there trying to figure out what the fuck I'm going to do. I think I was studying also for like the Series 7 
at the time. So like I had like a little bit of like a reason to just sit and do nothing. Right. So I was there and I remember just not feeling great about myself. And then one night my buddy and I went to a bar and like we hooked up like was uh, I hooked up when we went out and then I'm like like a mile from where I was staying. So I like left and it was like the dead of summer and I'm in jeans with like dress shoes and I like took my shirt off. And so I'm just like, like the morning after, gross, greasy, no shirt, jeans, dress shoes, because of whatever. And like all of a sudden, this like spanking brand new, um, like Range Rover, like looked like it just got out of the wash, pulls over, and it's like freed. free is that you and i was like and i like look over i'm like my eyes bright red bloodshot and it was my roommate from freshman year of college and i remember he was like dude how you been what are you doing now and i was like it was like you know when you're right out of college and people ask what you're doing now as if you've been out for 80 years you're like i got out a month ago just like you i have no fucking job yeah 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 yeah. like shit sucks it should suck for you. But then you have these friend, these people that act like it doesn't suck for them. He was like, yeah, I'm working at the museum now. I'm, you know, just here with my parents. Like, yeah, like he everything died? seemed to, like it. It just seemed like he just floated into the next section of life. And he's like, how are you? And I was like, I don't know. I'm fucking fat, shirtless and sweaty and gross. Like, I don't right. like, like, and I was just imagining what if I had my own shit in my hand at that moment? Like, that would be the only way this moment would have been yeah. worse for me. You'd have to just put it behind your back. <laughs> What's that in your hand? Nothing. Nothing. I went to I went to Wawa. I got a sandwich. Oh, can I have half? No, get the fuck away from me. Stop asking me questions. Um What would what would you call this? I would call it shit or get out of the apartment or both. <laughs> I would call it um what do they call it when you take the bag of shit and you burn it on someone like a ding like dong? Like in Billy ditch? Madison? Yeah, like in Billy ding Madison. Dun, yeah. So yeah. I, I would call this a uh, ding dong ditch. This I like is- that. She did ditch. <laughs> she Not did on ditch. purpose. Red flag or deal breaker uh, if you're the person on the receiving end of this. It is a very nice way to get out of something. I'll say that. It is nice <laughs> that, like, well, you, you have. Did leave a pile of your own feces on my. <laughs> countertop <laughs> yeah that would be yeah i i it's the perfect out after having sex and in fact i'm i, I would if i would i would say to any single person that doesn't want to move on with their relationship take a shit in a bag you're good to go they'll break up with you you'll be fine yeah you're you're out this is <laughs> there you go what about for you um i think it would be a um I would have to, I would definitely, I think I would text them and I'd be like, I would, I, I, yeah, what's, it, yeah. what's going, I mean, unless I really didn't want to see them again, I think if I, if it went really well and I actually would be open to seeing them, I think I would text them and be like, so <laughs> I was expecting flowers, but yeah. I guess this will do. <laughs> I, I would have to know what happened. Yeah. I couldn't just live life. I think I would telling be worried. Telling that story. That they were like gonna kill me if I didn't like. Is it was it yeah. like a was it like a fake friendly note and actually kind of menacing? <laughs> like, <laughs> well, at that point, the the bag of shit next to it changes the note. 
Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> like, is this sarcastic? Thanks for last night. I don't. <laughs> Absolutely, I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I need the end of the story, but I, it's not a deal breaker. I, as you know, like if I, it went, I, if we had a great night, yeah, I think I would text him. Let's, uh, let's do another email. Let's do an email. You ready? Let's uh, do it. You want to, you want to do it? Yeah, I'll read it. All right. J&J, love the pod, one of my all-time favorites, and I recommend it to everyone I know. I need to tap into your infinite wisdom. I started dating my boyfriend a little over three months ago. Even though we're still new, we moved from first date to boyfriend-girlfriend at lightning speed. I'm sure part of the reason for the quick-moving relationship is due to the pandemic and resistance from either of us to date around. But in addition to that, it's a really great fit. By far the healthiest relationship I've ever had. While I've been single for the majority of my adult life, he's a long-term relationship guy. He and his ex recently broke up after years of dating. Here's the rub. His relationship with his ex started as an affair on his end. She broke up with him just weeks before he and I met. For the, for the first couple of months, he would still casually text her. I didn't feel I had a right to say anything since we were still very new, but eventually I let him know that it bothered me that they were still carrying on while she didn't know I existed. He realized the gravity of this, and as a result, he told her about me. She didn't take the news well, and they ended the conversation in a little bit of a tiff. Since then, he's been posting about me regularly on his social media accounts, and he's open with the world that we're in a relationship. Uh, I asked him to let me know if they continue their casual check-ins, and I told him that I'd prefer they don't, but I'm not going to make demands of him. I also asked him to let me know if and when they do communicate so that it doesn't feel like a secret. Well, I haven't heard anything, so I checked his phone. I know, I know. Uh, there were a few texts that he initiated, nothing big, just happy new year. And did you see there's a coup happening right now on the nation's capital to which she responded very briefly, uh, after a a few questions, is this even a big deal? I tend to think the casual check-ins might just stop after a while. Also, I plan to ask him if he's had any additional communication with her. What if he says, no, I can't hardly say that I, I can't hardly say that I saw the text in his phone, but I know I'll hold a grudge if he lies to me and I don't call him out. How do I get the truth out of him without um, indicting myself? I love that she's like, tell me how to lie more so that I don't get in trouble. Like, I don't. What do you think of this? There's a lot here to unpack. Well, yeah. So there's two separate, I guess, questions or issues. One is like, is it an issue? Is it a bad, is it a red flag that he's still texting this person even though she told him it made her uncomfortable? Two, mm-hmm. she looked through his phone and like, how, does that, is that a, a sign? I don't sure. know. Is, well, I, I would start at, the problem with this conversation, and just to go like bit by bit, mm-hmm. is that they're together a few months after he got out of a very serious relationship, right? Right. To me, I mean, like, that's always kind of like not a red flag in itself, but it's something to, I guess it is a red flag because I feel like it's something to look out for. It's not a deal breaker. People get into new relationships all the time after that, but I would be, that would be something in the back of my mind if they had just gotten out of a long-term thing. Yeah, and like, again, like, it's not like, I don't think that, I think why this podcast is like, people love it, but also like, why... I think sometimes, you know, people listen, they want to go, what should I do? So they're looking for rules. We can't give a rule for every person that dating someone three months after they got out of a long term thing didn't work for. There's also someone it did work for. But you have to 
she gives all this information and she has to start adding it together at a certain point. Red flags, you know, they, at some point they pile up in the room and there's no, and, and you have to put them together to make a deal breaker. Right. They, each one on their own is usually like not that big of a deal, but what they're added, they're additive and they layer and like, they could be like two plus two equals five for them a lot of the time. Yeah. And, and for this story, like, again, I'm just going to like connect a bunch of red flags. He gets out of a relationship a few months. Uh, it's his relationship starts as a, a started as an affair on his end. So what does that mean? I was wondering, like, I, th I that, that was something I was going to ask you. I was like, <laughs> does that mean he cheated on his wife or whoever it is with the person that ended up dumping him? With oh like so that the 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 ex that he's talking to right now dumped him but but the way they started was that he was cheating on someone else to to date her is that yes okay that, yeah Let, let's let's just, let's assume he was married and now he was with a woman that he had cheated with okay because based yeah. on the email that's but like I, I don't red flag not deal breaker I that's a red flag okay fine. He, I don't know if, is that to say that he's a cheater? I think maybe that's why I always try to think of like, why are things included by the emailer? So like right. she's including that information for a reason. She's saying he has a, once a cheater, always a cheater might be a play here. I don't really believe well, in that. I, I do think, but I do believe in, in, uh, this happened and like, this is something this person has done. Not like, again, sure. not a deal breaker. Perhaps, again, a red flag, which singularly on its own is not that big of a deal. But, I'm, but I, I would also say that sometimes cheating is person specific. It is, it is fiery. It is, you know, it is. No, like, totally. You know, it's yeah. based on like a, a sexual wrongness and all this, all this stuff that goes into it. So it's like she, you know, him and this person might have that connection that like, it might be that this person and or this type of person or their whatever is just his is what gets him off or what gets him charged up like their whole thing. Right. Yeah. Maybe they have some certain kind of like sexual chemistry. And again, I'm not saying like it's a red flag because once a cheater, always a cheater. But I am saying yeah. like this can tend to be how he if he's not doing well in his current relationship, maybe like a coping mechanism of his is potentially a straying attitude and it's something to look out for and to like talk to someone about and talk through with someone, I think to get mm -hmm. their, their thoughts on why they did it and what their thoughts are on it now rather than a deal breaker. But I think again, like we're saying like, these are all red flags or things that like you would want a little bit more information about. Yeah. And also they're connecting. He's lit. So he is dumped by this person when you're dumped. It takes more than a few months to just like like to be in a whole new relationship where you say that they you know now you guys are like everything's going great now like you started a little you started dating a little over 3 months ago um, lightning speed lightning speed like you have to start going well maybe this isn't just us it is this person right like this person you, is always with someone clearly they left their last absolutely. relationship for someone else they meet they left that one they're immediately with someone else perhaps they're a little bit codependent it, it it's starting to like now we're building a profile like we're like 
you know, now we're building like it's like when they like build a, a case against a murderer. Like right. we're kind of building a case against a guy who loves monogamy or has his own personal issues where he can't be alone. And it's like you're being you're you're now a part of that fix for him. Right. Yeah. Like, I think I just think it has to start with that. Like it, it has to start with when she says this is the healthiest relationship I've ever been in. Well, maybe it's, not. Right. Plus, I don't like that phrase because you've only been in a relationship for three months. And like the first three months are always great. Like yeah. that's not a relationship, really. A relationship is when like that shit starts to kind of like the exciting stuff starts to fade a little and you deal with the real shit. And then that's when you find out if things are healthy, like. It's always fun in the beginning. Yeah, and 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 I don't think him posting about you means that it's healthy. Like right. you can post, you know, like him posting about you, but like and then we go down to his text, like you looked at his account, obviously you don't feel like this is going great. You do feel self-conscious. And his texts also have the form of someone who doesn't like being lonely or or is your like he sent a happy new year. And did you see there's a coup happening right now? This guy's obviously got his finger on the pulse of society, <laughs> but like, well, he's, um, yeah, those aren't even like, that's what I'm saying. Those, those are almost like more worrisome to me. They seem a little yeah. innocent, but they're almost like, I am trying to think of a reason to text you. I would almost exactly. prefer if it was like, did you see this character from this show that we used to watch together? Like, had this like really crazy. Can you see Army? Did you see Army Hammer, who we would always we were obsessed with? <laughs> you know, sent these weird text messages and like this is was our thing or this restaurant that we used to go to burned to the ground or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You would rather the text be spurred by something that could only be sent to her. Right. Like he could send a Happy New Year to like seven hundred people. He could send it to you. Like he's sending it to her. Like yeah. why is this she... someone he's he's trying to talk to? He's like thinking he wants to find ways to like open the the doors of conversation. It's not like something that's that's be it's react it's not reactive. Yeah, and you've already asked him to stop. So that means he's not gonna stop. He this is something that he can't really stop and your relationship isn't good enough for him to go. I need to move on from the last one. So like I, I, I to go through her questions, is it a big deal? I think I believe so, Jordana. Yeah, I think it would definitely be again. I think maybe on its own, it wouldn't be that. big. I think like we were saying, like it's the pile of red flags that it all comes from. And I think you might think you're in a happy relationship. But to me, this speaks more of like avoiding certain conversations so that you can have a high quote unquote happy relationship when like the real healthy relationships comes from like having these awkward conversations about your past and like what your thoughts on on them are and like how you want to do things differently this time and if you're kind of avoiding those conversations and things are going well I don't think that's like so indicative of a healthy situation yeah the, the her her biggest problem is her last question how do I get the truth out of them without indicting myself well <laughs> Um, it, th that's basically asking, how do I lie more so that I can feel better? And that's just not how it's going to work. She needs to say, you know, you kind of have to shine the, the, you have to turn on the ultraviolet violet lights. You have to turn on the, the lights where things don't look as good. You have to 
you know, take the ring light off this relationship and start putting the, you know, the regular bulbs up and see, you know, kind of what you guys really look like. And right now, you look like you're in a relationship with someone who's, you know, not really excited about you two and is more just kind of trying to stay afloat to me. Yeah. And I think it starts with like, if you're going to, if you want to open the conversation to find out what's really going on, turn on those lights. Like, like you just said, I think it starts with you being vulnerable with you Mm -hmm. saying like, Hey, I was feeling, you know, we, we got into this relationship so fast. I, I, you know, once I had a second, I kind of started to feel a little insecure about your relationship with your ex and the fact that you text her. And I did something, you know, I feel really bad about it. I feel kind of guilty, but I did check your phone and I apologize for that, for invading your privacy. But like, here's what I found. And like, let's talk about it. Yeah. I, I, and I think like, to me, this is someone who's writing in and I'm speaking to her. I'm not saying he's right. It sounds like he's lying. Um, but we can only speak to the emailer. Hey, you have to like say like uh, you you have to be ready to end it with him, which it doesn't sound like she is like it sounds like she's like, how do I preserve this thing that was good for three months? It's like, right. No, relationships change. They take different forms over the time and you have to be ready to go. Hey, you're really taking advantage of my feelings right now because I saw something I didn't want to see. Um, I got to that place because I felt you know, that you weren't being trustworthy along the way. I felt like I was missing something. And I, you know, again, there's a way to say it where you kind of blame him. I mean, you can kind of say like, I, uh, you could just say, I don't feel comfortable in this relationship. And, you know, I, I feel badly uh, just the way you just said it, Jordana is like perfect, but it's like, I think this all relates to like, I don't feel fulfilled. And I think maybe I should end it with you. Like, I, I think you're like, She's basically like doing all this stuff, like asking, how do I not get dumped? Well, right. why, why are you not dumping him at any point throughout this whole thing? Right. Why do you want to date someone who's like lying to you about who they're speaking to and, and the ex that they're speaking to? And I think like when you can have those conversations where you're asking someone honestly about what's going on, that's when it's healthy. So like this mm-hmm. isn't I wouldn't be like, oh, I'm going to ruin this healthy thing because it's not healthy unless you can actually do that. Yeah. Listen, people. UUP at Betches.com. Keep sending your emails. Uh, let's play some games with, you know, Stephen Coletti and James Lafferty. How about that, Jordana? Let's do it. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Selling a little... Or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches. And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. 
wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash betches. And we are back. We're going to play some games, but we are very excited to have a couple of very special guests, James Lafferty and Stephen Coletti. Thank you guys for coming on. Thanks for having us. Oh my God. I... I mean, you guys must get this all the time, but like my inner 16 year old self is like screaming. I had like the biggest crush on both of you. You were like, those are, I feel like the two shows that you guys were on when I was in high school were like the shows were like, and you guys were like the like heartthrobs of those shows. I'm sure you're like sick of getting this, right? Like, I'm sure you must get it constantly. Uh, it would be silly to complain about it, I think. It's all right. Yeah. <laughs> it's far worse things it could be happening to a person. Yeah. It's, and it's, it's what's so led us to this. To, to everyone is doing great. So we're grateful. Well, that yeah. is what you guys are here to talk about. Everyone is doing everyone is doing great. It's on Hula right now. All the episodes are up right now, and you can watch the whole season. And the premise of the show is true to life. If you I, I mean exactly what Jordana's talking about, I would assume. <laughs> This is where it comes from. Can you explain the show to people? Because this is like, I, I would assume this is a scene in the movie or in the in the TV show. <laughs> uh, it very well could turn out to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I think, yeah. So it's it's basically about um, the cast of a uh, a show called Eternal, which was like a Vampire Diaries type show, which was huge. It was, you know, in our world, it was as big as, you know, Vampire Diaries or like Twilight or Gossip Girl. And um, basically, they're now five years removed from the show. Uh, they're in their early 30s. And their lives, you know, for some professional, some um, personal reasons, are just not going the way that they thought they were. And so that's the story is about these three um, people, Seth, Jeremy, and Andrea, who used to be on this show, trying to remain friends and leaning on each other while their lives are just pulling, um, pulling them in completely opposite directions. And it's, uh, it's just about the comedy and the friction that that causes. So, so you guys became friends when, like you and Steven? Working on One Tree Hill together. Yeah. But when we were in our early 20s. So when you oh. guys pitch the show, are people, is it a little bit weird? Like, like is it's it like, like Inception? Like, yeah. No, people actually, like, I, I think people, it's a little um, vulnerable. You're like, yeah, these people don't know what they're doing <laughs> with their lives. And it's like, they met on a show. It's like One Tree Hill, but it's not like... Is it we a want, little we weird? We want people to um, to identify like the connection, uh, but but thankfully, you know, it's not just uh, it's not just our lives. I, I, we feel like we are the uh, the guys for the job to write this show uh, about people that have been sure. you know on a on a big show when they were younger, um, and you know uh, what's life like after that? Because we've had tastes of it here and there, um, you know, uh, and just 
and seeing it and being in the world, you know, knowing the entertainment industry and, 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 and coming off of a show, like I remember immediately coming off of Once Your Hill, getting back into LA and trying to audition, there was like a, a moment of struggle of trying to adapt into that process because auditioning is its whole beast uh, in itself. Um, but, um, but no, I, I think that it's, it's nice that people get that connection and they feel like, oh, it, it makes it more intriguing, more people more interested to watch. And, and honestly, like if people are like, hey, I wonder what's like, what's real life or what was real, what's not like, that's fun. That means that they're engaged to the show. So we'll take that all day. But, um, you know, it's not about our lives. Are you guys single in relationships? Because this is a dating show. You know, we talk about modern dating and stuff like that. What is your relationship statuses? Uh, well, I'm engaged. My fiance is Alexandra Park, who is also on the show. She plays um, she plays Andrea. So she's engaged. The what's that? <laughs> you got engaged? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I forgot. We'll talk about it later, Stephen. Breaking news. Uh, Look in at quarantine. This. Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, <laughs> you totally notice, how, notice, know how, where I was. Like, notice how James said it. So you did say it very professionally. You were like, "I am engaged." Like you had to. <laughs> You called her a fiance. You didn't. You didn't mess up. This was all on tape. We got you good, buddy. This is great. Uh, yeah, yeah. And yeah that, that's me. That's me. Awkward, awkwardly, um, awkwardly polite. I guess. That's <laughs> the best part about being engaged to someone. Is now you're like, I have a ring to prove it. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, you can't. You can with like a relationship. You're like, yeah, you know, some people could think it's more serious than the others. But like, once you hit that engaged milestone, you're like, this is like basically an ink. I think exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. For me so that's my situation. <laughs> I wouldn't know what that feels like unless you call an engagement to my sweatpants for the last year because that's been nice. Uh, other than that, uh, no. I've, yeah. So, I, so my question from that is, so you guys were single after One Tree Hill. Do you have people coming up to you and you're they're like, like it's like almost like this is their dream on earth? Like Because you get older – and then you meet someone like it's not like Jordana's fifteen anymore. Jordana comes up to you, you know someone's you know someone's like oh my god this is like like did you do dating apps was there any type of online thing going on for you guys? Man, I feel like when we got off One Tree Hill, like uh, like the social media was still barely even a thing. Like this was in two thousand eleven. I think like Twitter was around, but not everybody mm-hmm. was on it yet. And like Instagram was. Uh, I mean, I didn't get an Instagram until like 2014 or 2015. So it was like, you know, it was just a totally different world back then completely. Yeah. Like the dating apps weren't around. Like our iPhones were for like calling people. They weren't for like living our lives through them. So the world was a much different place. And actually I feel like the show had this like crazy resurgence in popularity once it got on Netflix, which wasn't until years after the show ended. And so it was like, you know, the show ended and then it went away. We were like, okay, like, let's, like, we're moving on with the rest of our lives. And then all of a sudden, four or five years later, we all looked at each other. We were like, is this, are you getting recognized more than you ever have? Like, even when <laughs> the was on the air? And it was like, yeah, yeah, I think so. And they're like, yeah, this Netflix thing is weird. It's changing things for sure. We had some, uh, when we first crowdfunded the show, we were out uh, doing some screenings and some TV festivals uh, around the country. And there was, you know, uh, some of uh, fans of One Tree Hill had, had brought their their kids who um, also became fans of the, f- the show after it was on the streamers. Um, so, you know, they're in their, uh, you know, er- early 40s and and or early 30s or so and, and have like a, a 10 or 11 year old kid who they would show the show to. And so they're becoming, you know, fans of that and, and finding out what we were doing with this show. They brought them along to, to come to the screeners. And, you know, we had to tell them before going in, uh, we're like, hey, just just so you know, <laughs> 
this isn't one tree. <laughs> Everyone is doing great is uh, a little more for mature audiences. Uh, so yeah. I, I hope that they don't have, uh, you know, uh, some images in their mind of, of, of Nathan Scott, who they would just, you know, um, slightly see shirtless in, in one tree Hill, maybe with a little less clothing and everyone is doing great. <laughs> um, well, are you guys, so are you guys after, just on that note of like, you know, posts being recognized and all that stuff. Were you, when you were single or as someone who's single, are you more interested in someone who doesn't recognize you or like, are you almost, are you like insulted by that? <laughs> at this point? Uh, no. That's something we play with in the show, right? Like what is what kind of looking for, right? Yeah. No, I mean, there's, there's, um, I, I feel like it, 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 I've met people that I, I, I you know, uh, I think that dated that have either uh, known me beforehand or, or haven't, you know, and um, I think the one thing that's a turnoff is when somebody pretends not to, and clearly they do, <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. You sniff that out and you're like, um, okay, so you're, is this considered lying? Are you? It's like they're trying to neg you. Yeah, this yeah. is a red right, flag. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, we, we're excited to have you guys on. We want everyone to go check it out. It's not, it's, it sounds like a fun show. I, I, I love when shows kind of take a look at themselves and there's a little bit of you know, a little bit of storytelling that comes from like, uh, you know, a little biography that's like, you know, obviously lampooned to be funny and fun and and give people a look at that world. So everyone is doing great. It's on Hulu. You can watch all the episodes right now. Let's you ready to play some Red Flag Deal Breaker? Let's do it. Do it. I'm Let's ready. do it. Jordan, you want to start us off? All right. So, red flag or deal breaker, they open their phone to Google something you were talking about, and you see that they're Googling you in, in their previous search, like as an accident. She, she, someone writes in, I was on a date, and he opened up his Google app, and it was on the images tab, photos of me. I wasn't sure what to do, so I pretended I didn't see it. Um, oh, this is like early on? First this is date. like first okay. date, yeah. It's an, say, you accidentally see the images right. tab. It's not like they're showing you that they're Googling you. I'd say just red flag because I just feel like everybody does that. Just a red flag. Yeah. I'm sorry. What are the options again? Red <laughs> flag or deal breaker. You see oh, this. Like, oh, that's right. You see okay, this. Yeah. You're like, ah, I don't know, but I'll keep dating them no, it's, or it's deal breaker. You never go on a date with them again. Yeah. Yeah. They're doing their research. It's just a red flag. It's just, you know? just it doesn't you. need to be a deal breaker. They need to make sure that you're not some kind of criminal, right? Well, I think it's actually a good thing because now you know they looked you up and they still went on the date. Oh, yeah. That is very true. They saw you and they were like, oh, okay. Look at you. On the internet about us. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's take this one step further. Let's say it's like a paid search. You know, like those sites you can like pay, like a a slightly more detailed report Mm. on you. Ooh. Like your credit rating? <laughs> yeah, like they have your credit score. <laughs> James Lafferty is worth this amount of money. It's one of those, how much are you worth? Right. They have like the ad, your ad, your like home address. <laughs> yeah, that might be a deal breaker. I guess at, a certain, point, at a certain yeah. point, it's got to be a bit of a leap of faith, right? Okay. I feel like okay. date one she's concerned about would just worth, I feel like, I don't know. That would be a bit of a deal breaker for me. Okay, they open up their phone and it is a Hollywood stars map and your house <laughs> is circled on the map. Okay. Deal breaker. Found <laughs> you. That was a deal breaker, I think. Jordana, what is it for you? What do you what do you think? 
I agree. It's um, it's just a red flag. I mean, I do this. I when I was single, I was doing this to literally every single person I dated. There was I would never go on a date without googling someone. I feel like, <laughs> yeah, you know, right. it seems unsafe to even do that. Like yeah, that seems true. like, yeah. All right, let's right. do another. He shows you his bank account balance on his bank app at the end of your first day. Backstory. I went for drinks with a guy about two blocks from his condo. I also live close, so it was in between our places. When it came to pay for the date, he insisted on paying, but all he had was his phone, and she puts in parentheses, Apple Pay. Turns out his bank account got frozen and the app stopped working. I guess because he was so close to home, he didn't think to bring his wallet. He apologized profusely and turned so red. I could tell he was uh, genuinely an accident considering how flushed and frazzled he was. His face was the color of a tom tomato. I said it was no problem at all. I could get it and he could get next time. I think he thought I didn't believe him and he pulled out his phone to e-transfer me. I kept insisting it was okay because I really enjoyed the date and it was only and we only had two drinks. He kept repeating that he wasn't cheap and logged into his account to show me it had $300,000 in it, LOL. <laughs> oh man. Well, I'm glad that you provided some context there because that sure. me yeah, I feel like um, that sounds like a guy who was really really embarrassed and who was flailing and then just dug himself a little hole he didn't know how to get out of. Um, that sounds like a, like a desperate attempt. Uh, so yeah, it doesn't sound, it doesn't sound too bad. I'd say red flag. I'd say give him another shot. He obviously cared. He obviously really, really cared. And um, it didn't come from a place of like trying to show off. I don't think. Mm. Yeah. I mean the, the, the showing of the bank account. I mean, he, I, I guess he was just desperate at that point. You know, because I feel like if somebody was just wanted to show you on a date their bank account, uh, that would be a deal breaker, I think. Yeah. But considering the circumstances, you know, yeah, it's it's just a red flag. Especially if you enjoyed the date, especially if you actually hit it off. Yeah. you And, you know, they have a down payment for a house. And, right. You know, they're they're cash liquid. They can't really yeah. have an excuse when it comes to rings when that time comes. <laughs> yeah these are I, james you james. know after getting engaged you know you gotta have a couple a couple of shekels ready to go for a ring what you know yeah yeah look i mean it's uh it, i guess you can see that as it as an added bonus for sure <laughs> it's and you know it's transparency at the end of the day you know he's transparent so jared what do you think um yeah i i it's a little much. Like if someone like, you know, puts their phone in my face to show me like, there's a point where it's like, yeah, I believe you. Like I, I, <laughs> I believe you can afford two drinks. I, I gotta believe it is a little bit showing of their confidence level, which I don't yeah. maybe not want to deal with. Like mm. I wouldn't want to deal with someone like who needs to, but also sometimes when someone like pushes that hard, you're like, what are you lying about? Like, yeah. like right. if, if this is what you're <laughs> not lying about, where is the lie? Jordana, what do you think? I agree. It's like, I find it, I would find it like a little tacky. And then mm. I would think like, you were like so desperate to prove to me that you have some money that like, there's something like, I, I think like, I, I agree with what you said, like a confidence thing. I think I would just be very turned off by it. Yeah. The what first are you overcompensating date, for? It's, right. That yeah. you need to show me like your bank account. There was, so, I remember sometime there's somebody who was talking about real estate that they had. And they kept talking about it. And it was almost like as soon as they would mention like another property, it was they're looking me directly in the eye to see if like I'm I'm it's registering with me and 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 then if I'm gonna give them the validation right back. And I remember thinking like, 
oh man, like there is a need here for them mm. to not only divulge this information, but then to get the validation back of like, oh, you got another property. You know what I mean? And I was like, this is, <laughs> this is uh, right. yeah, this is more than a red flag. This might be a deal breaker. Yeah. And they're trying too hard. He should have been, he should have been comfortable with her picking up the tab. I mean, come on, it's 2021. Like, sure. We're we're stable from our equals, right? Like if I get it, I get he was, he wanted to pick up the tab. It's just chivalrous thing to do. But at the end of the day, like, it's not a big deal. Like she should be able to pick up the tab. Yeah. It'd make you feel better. Venmo her later. Have you guys ever, uh, like, do you guys, have you ever like split a first date or let someone else take you out? I know. I never pick up the tab. It's just a policy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that's how you find out if they're there for the right reasons right? There you go. <laughs> on principle i was just say i always pick up the tab i, I yeah my, my mom would have my head if i didn't pick up the tab <laughs> I, yeah. I like that i think whoever asks should pick up the tab so i would i would agree with that one let's do one more you ask them on a date what they usually look for you ask them on a date what they usually look for in a partner when dating and they reply if there's no ass, there's no us. It's a real submission. <laughs> That's a real question. It's a I real listen, experience that a listener had on a date. These are all real, real encounters. Oh, I have to say that's a great slogan. Like it's fun. It's funny. I I don't think it's necessarily. I I would assume you're on the. De- what do you guys think? <laughs> this is. This is- <laughs> Uh, it's got to be a deal breaker. I mean, I don't see, I don't see any way around it, uh, unfortunately. I'm going to agree with James there. Yeah. Well, at that point, I'd be looking at my own ass. I'd be like, I, did I make the cut? Like, I would be like. <laughs> I know. Right? I know. It's just wrong yeah. for so many reasons. <laughs> <laughs> I just love how they had the the line ready to go. That I mean. They were waiting no, to I, use it, right? Just wait. Yeah, that, that wasn't the first time they ever said that. Yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it's probably tattooed on their body somewhere. Right. Yeah. That would signal to me he's not looking to commit. I think. <laughs> you know. It'd be a it would be very symbolic of that. And I don't think um if I was if I was like at a frat party and someone said that I think it'd be okay, but like anything older than that, probably what if what if they said it like this, Jordana? As my dad always said to us. <laughs> If there ain't no ass, there ain't no us. Like, what if that was? What if it was more like it? Like he's a in shallow hell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's like the opening scene from that. Um, yeah, that's like almost worse. It's like now your whole family is terrible, and I, you and your whole family. It's yeah, like double yeah. bad. You but it's written above. It well, but it's written above of uh, above the the mantle on a yeah. big wooden sign. <laughs> it's the family crest. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well guys thank you so much for coming on Stephen Coletti, James Lafferty thank you guys for coming on I want everyone to go check out their show everybody everyone is doing great everyone is doing great it's on Hulu full episodes they're all up there you got your binge there it is it's ready it is. for you to do it's a it's a cold winter weekend it's time to get into everyone is doing great on Hulu go for it watch it enjoy it thank you guys Thank you for the hype. Appreciate Thank that. Thank you so much. That was Good awesome. Good talking to you guys. <laughs> of course. Thank you, guys. Well, that's it for us. We'll see you guys on Sunday. That's right. We'll see you next episode. 
Thank you to our sponsor, Netflix. Bridgerton is back. And dearest gentle readers, you will not want to miss this chapter. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Will these friends defy expectations to find true love? And will Penelope's secret identity as Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? You shall have to watch and see. Watch part one of Bridgerton, only on Netflix, May 16th. Betches.